The following announcements have been paid for by the sponsors of the Hameen Media Group. Hameen Media Group brand management is taking over. Social media, video, audio, design, marketing, and more. HMG Brand Management is proud to be partnered with Vince Russo's The Brand, Stevie Ray TV, Rip Rogers' FR Podcast, Goldilocks, Big Vito Brand, The A-Show starring Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, and now Angelina Love and Velvet Sky, The Beautiful People. Search for all of our HMG brand management partners on your favorite podcatchers, YouTube, and of course, Patreon. Support your favorite HMG ring veterans by visiting ProWrestlingTees.com, Dr. Man Beast Ted McNailer, Freak God Papadon, SCG Search from Big Sal, Chris Silvio, Stevie Richards, and of course, the Ayatollah himself, Ben Hameen. Hey, bro, wake up with the official Vince Russo coffee from Broaster's Coffee. Medium roasted. Nicaraguan blend with chocolatey notes in a smooth finish that'll have you ready to go, bro. Available only at thebroasters.com. For a flavorful hashtag RBV Fitness Foodie experience, visit Zorosoliveoil.com. Zordos Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil is exclusively sourced from the Zordos family private 100-year-old olive groves in Greece. Taste the difference and visit Zorosoliveoil.com today. StevieRichardsFitness.com For the most affordable and effective home workout program that'll give you results, real results. 12 and 16 week resistant band programs are available for instant download now at StevieRichardsFitness.com Russo'sBrand.com Where the pros are pros, bro. Get the most valid takes in wrestling from the pros who live it. Visit Russo'sBrand.com Subscribe to Hacker Hameen and Hameen Media Group on Podbeam.com and visit Patreon.com backslash Hameen Media Group. We now take you to your featured HMG presentation. I have dry balls. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... Holy shit, dude. What's up, guys and gals? Welcome back to another edition of Shut Map Bows, a South Park review. I'm your host on the scene with the air is clean. I'm lighting up that green. Yeah, boy. MSG. Each and every week, me and my two compadres here break down and review South Park for you in linear fashion. That's We started at one, technically zero. 
And we're making our way through all 300 plus episodes. And tonight we're back for Suck My Balls, episode number 72. One of, if not the arguably, if not argued, the best South Park episode of all time. It's always in the top five list, depending on which YouTube content creator, vlogger, reviewer you're watching or listening to, reading. It'll tell you that Scott Tannerman must die is within usually within the top two. But I digress. First off. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host in the scene where the air is clean, and I'm lighting up that green. Ya boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew Undersgrunschaffer. Of course, as I mentioned, I'm not alone. I am going to introduce, 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 introduce my first co-host here. He's the host on the West. He's hanging out with the best. Rolling up that sticky icky and smoking all the best. Ladies and gentlemen, giving up for my boy. What's up, dude? You know, another day in paradise. Another day in Scoop Alicia's paradise. He's going to be driving the car today. This is Scoop's popping of the cherry. A Scoop is going to be our tour guide today on the episode. But before we Which get was pretty, there, pretty surprising because this is like your favorite episode. I know. Well, then, you know, Joe was the one who did it. So fucking heat's on him, asshole. Before, I uh, said I had. I yeah, said, why don't we have Don? We have Ian do it. Why don't we have Ian? Just shut the fuck up and record the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to his show. Dirty, 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 Joe, 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 Vernola. Hey, Joe, how's it going? <laughs> um, it's going pretty well. I can't complain. So. Well, I hope you enjoyed the snow that we got over the last two, three, four. I don't even remember what we're getting. It, it's supposed to snow today, too. Like, at least 420 was nice and sunny and everything. And now today it's supposed to snow again. I guess. I mean, it snowed the night before, though. So when I woke up, on, I mean, I'm in downtown, so I, I can't mm-hmm. speak for you out, out in your area. But there was snow everywhere. Like, I got up at 8, and I guess I had got something in the mail. So I went to go check it really quick. And I went and checked it, and I got something. And as I, like, walked outside, bro, it was, like, one of those, like, um, weather uh body adjustments where like you start tippy-toeing and running because you think that's going to make a difference on how cold you are yeah yeah definitely i um it, it all melted up around my way pretty quickly but like i said no sooner did it all melt than it's all gonna snow again tonight yep and then of course it snowed when it snowed so it snowed what last friday and then snowed monday and then yeah it's supposed to snow again tonight and then eventually mm-hmm. we'll get back to some sunny weather here hopefully um but that being said today we're here to talk about scott tanderman must die scoop scott tanderman must die <laughs> 
kick so us boys, off. you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> this is the 72nd. So, Scott Tennerman must die. It's the fourth episode of season five and the 69th overall episode of South Park. It aired on July 11th, 2001. So after the boys explained to Cartman that pubes do not count unless you grow your own, Cartman realizes he has been tricked by the schoolboy Scott Tennerman. So it opens up with the them waiting at the bus stop, and up comes Cartman. Hey guys! <laughs> and he starts bragging about how he's got his pubes before everybody else. And uh, so he's, you know, he, you want to see him? You want to see him? Right. And it turns out, of course, that he bought them. So let's go to that clip. Hey, 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 how's it going, guys? What the hell are you so happy about, fat ass? Oh, nothing. No big deal, really. What's no big deal? Well, guys, it seems that I am the first one of us to reach manhood after all. What the hell are you talking about? Well, because unlike you guys, I just got my first pubes. You got pubes? What's pubes? Pubic hair. He's saying you got his first pubic hair. Oh. No, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. I'm becoming a man. He's lying. You want to see him? Hell no. Here, check him out. You don't want to see them, Cartman. There, see? How do you like them apples? Ha! What are those? My pubes. What? I got them from Scott Tennerman. Scott Tennerman? The ninth grader? Yep. He let me have them for just ten bucks. <laughs> I got pubes before you guys did. I got pubes before you guys. <laughs> Cartman, you are so goddamn stupid, it's unbelievable. It just means that I matured faster than you. You'll get your pubes, guys, someday. You'll get your pubes some... Okay, well, someday, Scoop. <laughs> Man, so do you guys, do you guys remember when you when you got your first pubes? Oh, what uh, grade you were in? God, that's a disgusting topic. But um, I think I would have been like the fifth grade. I want to say fourth or fifth yeah. grade, around around that I was, time. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking fourth, fifth, sixth grade when I started wearing deodorant, noticing hair under my pits, and other places. Yeah, that's when the question, that's when the conversation on the playground started like, hey, have you have you masturbated? Do you know what that is? But except the term, we didn't, we didn't use the term masturbated. It was jack off. Because the funny thing was, I didn't know until I got into maybe high school that the term jacking off was slang for masturbation. So like at one point, my dad, just being a good dad, he's like, have you started to, you know, sexually explore yourself like a, a regular kid? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, have you, have you masturbated? And I'd be like, no. And he'd be like, okay, sure. <laughs> he got no way in the jacking off masturbation were the same thing. That's what I just thought. <laughs> I didn't know that there were terms, and I didn't know that the master masturbation meant the actual term. How about you, Joe? When did you get your first pube? <laughs> Fuck, I don't remember. I don't remember any of that. I don't remember when I started stroking. I don't remember when I got my pubes. None of that shit. Yeah, but you remember to take the goddamn chub challenge and text me, huh? I appreciate that, though. <laughs> Inside joke. No one's going to get that but us. Um, <laughs> so Go. now that Cartman realizes he's been tricked by Scott, he goes and tries to get a refund. So let's go ahead and cue that clip, baby. Then why would Scott Tenement sell his pubes for $10? Because, retard, you're dumb enough to buy Scott Tenement's pubes for $10. You're telling me these pubes are worth nothing. Yeah. I'm going to get that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my, say here, I'll sell you my pubes for only 10 bucks, and the stupid asshole buys them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of the devil, what do you want? Uh, yes, I've come to return these pubes that I purchased these. Uh-uh, I don't take returns. Right, but you see, I didn't realize when I bought these pubes from you that you were full of sh**. So you can either give me back my $10 or I can go tell my mom on you. You would actually tell your mom that you were stupid enough to pay for my pubes? Uh-uh, I don't think so. Just give me back my money. Fire beware, dude. Give me my $10, Scott. Hey, I said no. Now get your fat little butt out of here before I kick your head in. <laughs> Cartman tried to get his money back, but unfortunately there, he's just, uh, he's going to be uh, outmatched. At first. I mean, he's pretty much outmatched. <laughs> so that's what this is, the breaking point to Cartman. <laughs> So have either of you bought something that you just you you wanted to return, embarrassed to return, but could return, but embarrassed to return? Um, I don't ever I've never tried to return anything unless it broke. Like if I bought something and I take it home and like you take it out of the package and it breaks right away or something. You're like, what the fuck? I didn't even get to use this thing and it broke that I will. But like if I buy something and it ends up being stupid, that's kind of on me. I took the, you know, the risk. Yeah. and purchasing that item. Um, but like, if I can't even use the item, then yeah, I'm getting my fucking money back. Joe, how about you? Do you ever, you ever just like buy stuff? Maybe you bought a broom and you were like, you know what? I don't like this broom. Um, no, other than, uh, some shitty video games, I can't think of, uh, purchases that I wasn't happy with. That's a good point. Shitty video games. You know, if I had bought WWE 2k 20, I definitely would have gotten my fucking money back. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. Um, I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't pre-order Cyberpunk 2077 as much as I wanted to, wow. especially looking at everything that's happened there. Yeah, yeah. probably a good, uh, good choice not to. That yeah, game, that game has been in a, in a kerfuffle. They're saying they're still working on it, but uh, you know how game companies are. Once usually after a specific amount of time, they just go, "All right, fuck it, we're going on to the next game." Right, like No Man's Sky was like the only one where like they said, "Hey, we're working on fixing it." They actually no, and they actually game. followed through. No like, Man's Sky is so fun right now. Yeah, it, it com especially compared to what it was at launch. Ugh, what it was at launch was so gross. Me and yeah. my friend Charles, we 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 got we like set up a night because he got the special edition pre-release, and we're like, yo, we're gonna be drinking all day and we're gonna be playing this. And like five hours in, on like our twelfth planet, we're just like, uh, is it just me or is it like literally almost all the same, just different colors? And we're like, oh shit! And then now you go back, and it's like, now it's all different. Now it's, it's what it's now you can make your own fucking aliens yeah. back. Now to you're exploring a massive universe that expands everywhere. So it's yeah. a game that it legitimately, if they keep the servers on, will never end. Yeah. You can never, never be. Right. I mean, you can. Uh, you, you'll never be able to reach the center. Supposedly, right. you could get like close as fuck, but apparently, it just you know keep creating out from that center so when uh when carmen realizes that that's not gonna work uh wait wait what when that doesn't work for cartman when then through is always outwitted. sorry that should have said when that doesn't work <laughs> cartman continues to be outwitted by scott losing an additional six dollars and twelve cents hello sir my name is chris christopherson i'm with the irs I'm here to collect $10 that you owe in back taxes. You're not from the IRS. You glued my pubes onto your face. Tax evasion is a very serious offense, sir. I suggest that all you... All right, all right. I'll trade you my pubes back for the money. You will? 
How much did I charge? Uh, oh, yeah, $10. You got changed for a 20? Oh, uh, yeah. I only got $6.12. Oh, well, that's okay. Here, just give me the $6, and then I'll give you the 20. Okay. Now, give me the pubes, and I'll give you back $2. Right. Now, give me the 12 cents, and I'll give you the best of your change back. Huh? And then give me the 20, and I'll give you the pubes. Sweet. <laughs> Cartman gets fucking fooled again here, bro. Like, now this is some bullshit. This has never happened to me, but I always read about that shit when I was a cashier or read about people getting scammed this way, like the money exchange game or whatever. Can I get, hey, you got to change for 10? Okay, here's five. All right, leave me back to your 10. All right, let me get back to that five. Okay, here's your 10 cents. All right, now have a good day. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been scammed or seen that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have. Uh, I worked really? overnight at a grocery store back okay. in Texas called H-E-B. There was a man that was notorious for hitting overnighters. But, like, I was kind of OCD about the change and everything or whatever. But this dude, he came in. He tried to get change for, it was like $60. He had, like, uh, a $50 bill and um, it was a 10 He wanted uh three twenties and he wanted one of the twenties broken down into like three tens halfway through it. And I caught that. And I, I it just, I constantly just kept giving him back 60. Like he kept trying to get extra, like, um, instead of four fives, he'd be like, I want five fives, you know, but I'd always catch it. I'd be like, nah, here's, here's 20, here's fives and 20. Like, you know, come on, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and <clears throat> It's uh when uh, the you manager... got more patience than me, bro. I swear, I'm the dude. This is why I don't work in the public anymore. But I'm the dude that'll just be like, bro, I'm not playing this fucking game with you. Get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> like I just don't play that game with these people. I don't care. And then you fire me. What are you gonna fire me for? For for telling the guy to fuck off or trying to steal money from you? No, I guess we can't really fire. We'll just write you up. Yeah, exactly. Shut the fuck up. I'll go. I'm going home. <laughs> I just wanted to see if he could actually trick me. He wasn't oh. able to because a couple other employees were tricked by him, but he just wasn't able to do it to me. And so I, it was, it was so interesting. The kind of guy that won't call the police. Like I've had some kids. I remember when I was a cashier overnight too at Safeway. I had some young guys try to like, you know, steal alcohol. And like, I legitimately saw them put it in their blah, blah, blah. So they come up, they buy their shit. And as they're getting ready to walk, I went, bro, you need to fucking take the forties out of your fucking coat. And he was like, what? I'm like, bro, just take the 40s out of your coat. I don't have to call a 5-0. Put the 40, took the 40s out of his coat and left. I was like, and the bagger's like, holy shit, you saw that? I was like, yeah, dude, you can fucking see it. It's obvious. This kid's a stick and he's fucking got huge forearms. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the best was uh, one night we were, we were um, I was just kind of sweeping the floor and I just hear a in the other aisle. It's like, uh, I think it's like 4 a.m., and I kind of just lean over. This drunk dude is pounding back as many beers as he can out of his six-pack. And he tried to run, and the dude slipped and fell, and they ended up catching him. Dude, it, it overnight is insane. <laughs> it is. It is. The, uh, the people you meet is crazy. So now that the boys are at the movie theaters, Cartman's trying to pay for his ticket in pubes and the <laughs> – <laughs> The the ticket checkers come. That'll be six dollars. Call us cash, please. Uh, six dollars. Call us cash, please. And, and how much is that in pubes? And <laughs> what? How much is that in pubes? We don't take pubes. <laughs> we don't take pubes. <laughs> we don't take pubes. Right? <laughs> my money, my money should be as good as anybody else. 
It's funny because I, I went back the other day while we were, or not just, I went back the other day and I was listening to episode 23 and it's Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls, which is like our number one downloaded episode. And in it, we did a, it's just me and you. It's good. We did a spiel about Ticker Ticker Tom. <laughs> ticker Ticker Tom. It's Ticker Tom here. Sorry, we do not take pubes here. You're going to have to take your pubes somewhere else where they're accepted. Hey! Sorry, this movie is rated R, but Motion Picture Association of America. But since it shows the real-life depiction of our death of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I'll allow you to see it. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, so yes, you're right. Cartman's at the movie theater, and the pubes, they won't take it. And at this point... Then he gets up. Then he's like, all right, I'm going to go back to uh, Scott, right? Because he's trying to get his money back. Mm-hmm. Scott, Scott, Courtney Love is in South Park. She's out drunk and spreading her legs and showing her poonanner to everybody. You got to go check it out. I'll watch your house for you. Okay, I'll buy the pubes back. Here. What? $16. Take it. I- I'll even throw in an extra five. Here, give me back my pubes. Why do you want them back so much? No reason. I don't believe you. All right, all right. The pube fair in Fort Collins. Pube fair? They're paying five bucks a hair for pubes. If I leave now, I can catch the last bus. Five bucks a hair? That's like a million dollars. Here, take your money. <laughs> I don't think so, Scott. I'm going to Fort Collins myself. Oh, you can't do this to me. No. <laughs> sure you are, Scott. Have you no heart? Cartman, no. <laughs> what a stupid asshole. <laughs> it's on a bus. <laughs> One million dollars. One million dollars. Can you tell me where the pube fair is? The pube fair? Yeah, I've got some pubes to sell. There's no such thing, you little smart ass. No, no such thing. Hey, you wouldn't happen to be Eric Cartman, <laughs> would you? I'm Eric Cartman. Oh, I think this is for you. What's <laughs> a box of just full on freaking pubes? <laughs> There's no pube fair, you smart ass. <laughs> Joe, did you ever have imaginary fairies or friends when you were a young lad? Or do you not remember that? Do you not recall that? Um, well, you're old. I probably old fucking man. I had an imaginary friend and shit as as a kid only because like my sister never really wanted to hang out and I didn't have many friends. So I had to make shit up, but, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I never made up like a fairy or anything like that. No. Oh, okay. Scoop. Did you have any imaginary fairy friends? <laughs> I mean, I had an imagination. I didn't have imaginary friends. Oh. Like I could pick up a stick and it was like a gun from the transformers and I was rat trap. I had action figures, I had a lot of wrestling figures as a kid, so I just acted out a lot of my imagination through that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then once I got a little older, yeah, uh, I started playing with action figures. Too, man. My action figure collection is top Imagination. Imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Scoop. So Kyle tells Cartman that he should just accept his loss and move on because Scott is smarter than him. But Cartman persists in getting his money back. 
Ultimately, after returning from Fort Collins, Cartman begs for his money back after telling Scott a sob story. Scott, though, not wanting Cartman to get the better of him, forces him to sing, I am a little piggy. Then Scott lights his money on fire and Cartman starts screaming in rage and promises revenge. Please, Scott, give me my money. No, no. Get down on your knees. Lower your head. And say, I beg you to give me back my money. I beg you to give me back my money. Now say, I'm a little piggy. What? Say it. I'm a little piggy. Here's my snout. Here's my snout. <laughs> oink, oink, oink. Oink, oink, oink. Now dance, little piggy. Dance and oink for me. I'm a little piggy. Here's my snout. Oink, 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 oink. I'm a little piggy. <laughs> now give me back my money. You mean this? You really care that much about 16 measly dollars? I mean, what can you buy with $16? My parents give me a $50 a week allowance. This pittance means nothing to me. Watch. What are you doing? Why? Now you can't bug me for your dumb money. Okay, first off, $50 a fucking week is a high allowance. That's what I was about to say. I was... In 2001, the end of 2001, I had just gotten out, or when this aired, I had just gotten out of junior year. And if I wanted to make 50 bucks a week in allowance, I would have had to do so much more shit than I was doing. Like, I would, like, at that point, I was making my money mowing, mowing lawns and having an actual job. And this motherfucker who is like, in the story, only a couple years younger than me, if that is getting 50 bucks allowance a week. Fuck that. Sixth grader, too, right? Because, yeah, like, it's ninth grader. Ninth grader. Okay. So I got about, I think, probably around the age of eight or nine, I started getting an allowance, and it was like 10 bucks a week. And that probably lasted till I was about uh, maybe 12 or 13. And then I got 20 bucks a week till I was about 15. And then I got a job. And once I got a job, I mean, my dad's not going to give me allowance anymore after that. Right. Now that he would, he might give me one off stuff. Like, Hey, I'll give you 15 bucks to, to get this project done for me. I'll give you 20 bucks to go do this. And I'd be like, Oh yeah, sure. Dad, no problem. But, I mean, most yeah. of the time he wouldn't have to pay me anyway. Cause it's your dad. But like, if he was feeling right. like, yeah, oh, let me give you some money or, you know, going out of your way and doing this for me today. I know it's your day off or whatever. Oh, right, thanks. Right. Um, so, yeah, but uh, Scoop, did you get a high allowance from your parents? <laughs> no, like you, but we had a half acre and I was cutting oh, that Christ. like every four days and I was getting like, I think 10 bucks for that. Ooh. Maybe. God damn. That's why they were fucking using you because they knew if they hired somebody, it cost like a hundred bucks. I was going to say that's some slave wage right there. Yeah. That's but happening. I mean, we had a tractor mower, and I just threw on my headphones, and oh, for forty-five okay. minutes, I just cut the grass. And oh, well, that, then that's yeah. not that bad. Half an acre with a riding mower, yeah, shit. I would pay ten bucks. It's kind of like a ride, yeah. So now Cartman is trying to convince his friends to be on his side because Cartman is the only victim. None are interested. Cartman's first major plan involves training one of four farmer. Carl Dinkins ponies to bite Scott's penis off. So when he's in there and he's like doing his spiel, everybody leaves and Timmy's left. And he's like, all right, Timmy, well, let's go. Concerned citizens, I thank you for coming. 
I know that you are all deeply troubled and want to find a quick and painful way to get rid of Scott Tenorman once and for all. Yes, Clyde. Who's Scott Tenorman? Yeah. yeah. Scott Tenorman is an eighth grader who sold Cartman his pubes for $10, and now Cartman's all pissed off. $16.12. He is a disease. He is a cold, calculating man, and I will have revenge. Well, what are you going to do? Did you guys see that movie Hannibal, where the deformed guy trained giant pigs to eat his enemy alive? Well, if we find a pony, we can train it. Train it. To bite off Scott Tenorman's wiener. <laughs> it will be painful and humiliating. Everyone will see it happen. And then, Scott Tenorman will forever be known as the kid who had his wiener bitten off by a pony. <laughs> well, what's in it for us? What? Yeah, why should we all care about getting Scott Tenorman back for you? Oh, right. Why should we care? <laughs> yes, why should we care, indeed? <laughs> let's just let Scott Tenorman walk away with my $16.12. <laughs> Hell, let's let all the Scott Tenements in the world take my thoughts and laugh in our faces. Why stand up for yourself when you can just walk out of here right now and say, it's not your problem. But years from now, when you're old and you're children of your own, what would you give to come back and fight this one day? This one day where you could have made a difference. Where you could have told Scott Tenorman you may take our pride, but you'll never take my goddamn $16.12 cents! Now who's with me? Tommy! Right. Carbon's <laughs> <laughs> not happy about the fact that Timmy's the only one that stuck around there, Scoop. Timmer. So this is when this is when Carbon's diabolical plan begins. Like I the first time when I saw this and I saw that plot twist, it always blew my mind. So Carbon trains one to attack a scarecrow with a hot dog hanging from his pants. But the pony does not bite it off. <laughs> so instead, it starts licking it, blowing it, you know, looking like he wants it, loving it, taking it. it <laughs> Jimbo and Ned turn up, saying that's not the best way to emulate Scott, is to exploit his weaknesses. Now, when they stake out the Tenderman house that night, Carmen discovers that Scott is a fan of Radiohead and begins developing a scheme. However, a Jimbo and Ned... Scheme. Little scheme. However, Jimbo and Ned are distracted by the fact that Miss Tenderman is showing her titties. They, along with several other men, are caught by Mr. Tenderman and ran away. Now, Randy... Uh, I saw Randy, Butter's dad, uh, or the, the clown... Ned and uh, Jimbo, and then there was like a couple others that I couldn't see. Well, we're really surprised that uh, Kenny McCormick's dad wasn't there. We'll reference that here in the uh, trivia as we've got the full list of participants here in the stakeout. Let's go to that. What do you see? I see Scott Tenorman with his ginger red hair and his stupid freckles and his God damn it, I hate it, I hate him! No, young hunter. I mean, what do you see? You must learn all you can about your kill. Right. Right. There's posters. Radiohead posters. And he's reading a magazine about Radiohead. What's a Radiohead? You know, that band that sings that song. I'm a creep. I'm a winner. What am I doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the subject is a big Radiohead fan, huh? Maybe I should come up with a little scheme that involves them. Nice thinking, young hunter. Well. What? I'm looking in Scott's parents' room. Scott's man's about to take off her bra. What? Give me those. Holy crow, he's right, man. Mrs. Tenorman's letting the twins out. Let me see. Radiohead. Yes, of course. Dear God, they're even bigger than I ever imagined. Let me see. Let me see. Here you go. Wow, those are great. Maybe I should go grab some beers, Ned. Ned, what the, Are you jacking it? Kinda. 
Well, stop it. Hey, what the hell are you doing out there? Oh, crap. Who's out there? Man, for Christ's sake, stop jacking. I can't. Don't think I don't see you. I know who you are, and I'm calling the police. Oh, oh God, I gotta get out of here. all this space. So now Carmen's plan involves dubbing his voiceover that of the Radiohead members to make it appear that the band is telling Kurt Loader that Scott Tenderman is totally not cool. This plan fails, however, and Scott further humiliates Cartman by showing the entire town a video of Cartman pretending to be a pig to get his money back. Cartman abruptly becomes a laughingstock in the front of the whole town, and Kenny even dies from laughing too much at the video. Which was... right, he dies, and then as he's dying, his soul is still laughing as he's fading up. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to MTV. We're here with the members from Radiohead, probably the hottest band in the world right now. Guys, when is your next album coming out? That's an interesting question, Kurt. But first, I'd just like to say that I really hate this kid named Scott Tenement. He's stupid. Yeah, I hate Scott Tenement, too. I think all the guys in the band hate him, right, guys? Oh, Jesus, did you hear that, Scott? And will there be a new tour? Well, we would tour, but we just hate that Scott Tenement kid so much that we don't want to. Pushing him to the edge here, Scoop. Mm-hmm. And that was actually. Oh, go ahead. Oh my bad. I was, I was just, just gonna ask. Uh, did you guys ever have a nemesis growing up in any point of your life, be it elementary, middle, high school? That one kid was just all up in your ship. There was this dude named Keith that was a major asshole and everything until about fourth or fifth grade when I just finally fucking socked him. Um, usually if I didn't get along with kids at a young age, it was because I had a smart mouth. I mean, I still have a smart mouth, but obviously I can control it now uh, in certain situations. But yeah, when I was a kid, I would just, you know, let my mouth run and I usually would end up in sort of co- some sort of confrontation, but never like a nemesis. No, I never really had someone where I was like, I fucking hate this kid. I'm going to, it was more like uh, I might've not liked them. And then eventually I'll either get to a point where I just don't care enough or they became a friend, you know? I had a nemesis. This kid hated me because <laughs> his girlfriend started to like me and I was just, you know, I was just making friends cause I had just moved here and he thought I was trying to steal her away from her, but he was all fucked up in the head on drugs and shit and was psychotic. And man, throughout high school, it was like the end of eighth grade throughout high school. This kid hated me. And then one time he actually tried to fight me and it didn't end well for him. So 
And we ended up on the same baseball team at one point, too, which was pretty yeah. funny. So this finally sends Cartman over the deep end. <laughs> and he begins crafting a plan above the above and beyond anything that he originally had in store. So now this is where his diabolicalness yes. actually like really develops. You know what I'm talking about? This is where now he's just like finally where he's just like that evil where even if I knew a person like Hartman, I would do my best to like I would go out of my way not to piss this person off. You know what I mean? Well, the I'm sure anybody who's watched this show, listened to their podcast, watched South Park has seen or been online and seen the meme of Cartman being evil. This is where it comes from, this scene right here. He does that evil smile and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's because he's got his little scheme. He's cooked up, but yeah. A scheme. And he made that plan that it he, I mean, basically he creates a plan that it was going to go above, you know, the way he originally intended. Originally it was just about getting his money back, maybe embarrassing Scott. Now it's about, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> And so he invites Radiohead to come to South Park to meet Scott, who, according to the letter that he sent, is dying from cancer in his ass. He has <laughs> cancer in his ass. And asks us if they uh, and asks if they are free next Tuesday around five. Tom, nice. reading fan mail. We have work to do. Just a second, fellas. <laughs> Listen to this, dear Radiohead. My name is Eric Cartman. I'm a young, supple, eight-year-old boy from South Park, Colorado. I'm writing to you because of a kid I know named Scott Tenement. Scott is 15, and I'm afraid he has cancer in his ass. He's his fan short life. If you can find it in your heart to visit him before he dies alone, scared, won't you please consider it? I don't think he'll make it past next Tuesday around five. Wow, we have to go to Colorado, but we've got an album to mix. Didn't you hear the letter? This poor kid has cancer in his, his ass. ass. In his ass. I, this is probably my second favorite part of the episode, just because I've used this line so much and everything. We have to go. He's got cancer in his ass. In his ass. ass. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it till next Tuesday, round five. And the cool thing is that's actually Radiohead's voice. At the top of the episode, it says uh, featuring special guest Radiohead. So they actually did appear and did their own voices here for this episode. Dan and Kyle betray Cartman, warning Scott that Cartman is training Dinkins' pony to bite off his dick. Cartman invites Scott to a chili cook-off, telling him that he can have a free pony ride at the event. Scott, who thinks he knows what Cartman's plan is, tells his parents that there's an abandoned pony at Farmer Deacon's ranch. His parents then go to the ranch in order to have the pony sent to the animal shelter. Scott decides to humiliate Cartman once again by having his friends collect pubic hair from all the, bo- all the kids in South Park and laces a pot of chili with them and with the sole purpose of feeding it to Cartman in front of the entire town. Here's a coupon good for one free pony ride. Wow, a pony ride. Neat. Oh, it will be very neat, Scott. Gosh, chili rides and ponies? What more could I want? Little penis batting the head? What? Nothing, nothing. So you'll come for sure then, Scott? How can I turn it down? Sweet. Killer. Bye, Scott. Oh, you are good, Eric. You are very, very good. Mom, Dad, that was my good friend Eric at the door. He told me that there's a starving pony at Dinkins Ranch that's been abandoned. Oh, dear. Yeah, I feel really bad. 
but I don't know how I can help it because I have a lot of homework to do. Well, don't you worry, Scott. Your mom and I can go get the pony and have it taken to an animal shelter. We sure can. Wow, would you really? I feel so much better now. Oh, Scott, you're such a loving, caring boy. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you too, Mom. Let's go, hun. Scott. <laughs> Scott, what's it look like? I'm making chili. Did you bring the goods? We got everyone we can find to chip in. There's pubes from just about every kid in town in here. Awesome. Oh, dude, the little fat kid thinks he's gonna get revenge tomorrow. We'll see how he likes it when I tell him he just ate the pubes of every kid in town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, they show that Scott Tennerman is a manipulative mm-hmm. asshole here, and I'm not saying that he deserves the extremity of what he got but like he definitely needed some comeuppance here yeah no and there's also even some more foreshadowing i mean we're not going to spoil it here but obviously cartman and scott are linked further down the line so like you could even see further that uh i don't know it's almost kind of like a little bit of foreshadowing what cartman may end up like as he continues to get older if if he's in the same genes yeah 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 so at the cook-off, Stan and Kyle tell Cartman that this is the dumbest thing he has ever done. To which Cartman replies that when Scott Tennerman arrives, it will not be. <laughs> when Scott does arrive, Cartman tries to bring Scott over to the pony. But Scott tells him that he wants Cartman to try his chili first because he thinks he can win first prize. So Cartman obliges. Everybody is waiting for Cartman to get humiliated, except for Chef, who brought his own chili. Which... Cartman didn't expect, right? Or did he expect? He expects it. You'll keep reading. Okay. Scott Scott eats Cartman's chili first and then taunts Cartman to do the same. When Cartman has eaten most of the bowl of Scott's chili, everyone starts to laugh quietly in anticipation before Scott begins to tell Cartman what he did. However, Cartman proceeds to pull the rug out from under Scott and reveals that he already knew that Scott had laced his chili with pubic hair. So he watched Scott's chili switched scotch chili with chefs hello eric hey chef i made some chili to enter into the contest what contest this is a chili cook-off ain't it huh? oh yeah i guess it is uh here i just put it over here it's my special recipe scott Tenderman. how are you scott thanks so much for coming oh i wouldn't miss this for anything likewise well come on you've got to see the penny just a second don't you want to taste my chili first well yeah but there's a special guest coming and i want you to be near the penny when they arrive well i don't want it to get cold i think i can win first prize all right scott uh let's go over to the judging table and we'll try the chili first god damn it (laughs) all right i guess we should taste each other's chili huh this chili looks pretty good here's mine I don't know. Your chili is good, Cartman, but I think mine is better. Try it. All right. Hey, this is great. It's a special recipe. Ah, this is really good, Scott. I'm glad you like it so much, because now that you're almost finished, I have something to tell you. What? You mean about how you put pubes in your chili? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Cartman compliments Chef's cooking claiming he had not anticipated the chili being so delicious, but claims that he did anticipate that Stan and Kyle would betray him by warning Scott that the cook-off was a trap. Shocking the pair, Cartman then explains that he assumed they would tell Scott that he trained Dinkin's pony to bite off Scott's penis, but he reveals that they did not 
They did not tell Scott that Dinkins also had the policy to shoot trespassers on sight. Knowing Scott would try to try to sabotage the pony, Cartman met with Mr. Dinkins at the ranch and warned him that violent pony killers were spotted in the area. Also knowing that Scott would not go himself out of fear of getting his dick bitten off, he assumed that Scott would most likely send his parents to do the dirty work. As a result of Mr. Dinkins being on particularly hard guard that night, when he saw Scott's parents on his property, he shot them both, killing them. A shocked town averts their eyes to Mr. Dinkins, who quickly defends what he did by pointing out that Scott's parents were trespassing and he was merely protecting himself and his property, which is valid. Yeah. Cartman then reveals that he has not finished explaining that he arrived at the scene just in time to see Dinkins give his report to Officer Bart Brady and, of course, steals the corpses. After a night of dismemberment, with a hacksaw, the whole crowd is still in. <gasps> Cartman says that he had that he was finally ready for the cook-off so he could personally tell Scott that his parents were dead. And, of course, gave Scott his chili. He concludes by asking Scott if he likes the chili he prepared for him, telling him that he dubbed it Mr. and Mrs. Tenderman Chili. After a night with the hacksaw, I was all ready to put on my chili con carnival so that I could tell you personally about Terrence demand. And of course, feed you your chili. Do you like it? Do you like it, Scott? I call it Mr. and Mrs. Tenerman chili. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I made you eat your parents. Scott Carmen jumps on the fucking table there. I made you eat your parents. So quickly catching on to what Cartman means, Scott reaches into the chili bowl and pulls out his mother's finger with a diamond ring on it. Realizing that Cartman really did just make him eat his own parents in a bowl of chili, Scott begins screaming in terror and vomits. Cartman then jumps up on the table and mockingly sings, Stan and Kyle look on from, from the crowd, absolutely horrified at the situation unfolding before them. At that moment, right on cue, and exactly on Cartman's schedule, Videohead shows up. They see Scott sobbing and mock him for being a crybaby and totally cry not cool. It's not cool. Totally not cool. Everyone's got problems. You're not the only one. And they leave Scott sobbing. Finally, as Scott is crying over the death of his parents, Cartman victoriously licks the tears off Scott's face, remarking that they are yummy and sweet, as well as calling them the tears of unfathomable sadness. Kyle remarks to Stan that it would probably be best for everybody to never piss Cartman off again, to which Stan immediately agrees, both yep. horrified by the lengths of Cartman's by the lengths Cartman went to for revenge, Cartman ends the episode with a Looney Tunes style circle saying, but that, 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 that's all, folks. Uh, excuse me. Who are you? We're that band, Radiohead. <laughs> Jeez, what a little crybaby. You're going to cry all day, crybaby? You know, everyone has problems. It doesn't mean you have to be a little crybaby about it. Come on, guys, let's go. This kid is totally not cool. Yeah, that's the most uncool kid I've ever met. Little crybaby. <laughs> No! Wait! Wait! Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes! Yes! Oh, let me taste your tears, Scott. Mm, your tears are so yummy and sweet. Dude, I think it might be best for us to never piss Cartman off again. Good call. Oh, the tears of unfathomable sadness. Mm, yummy! Yummy! 
Well, guys, that is it for uh, season five, episode four. And now we're going to kick it over to a word from our sponsor. Yo, what's up, guys? Check out our fancy, dancy, stonerific threads here that we picked up from thebakedboysclub.com, our brand new sponsor. We're sporting them. Joe over there is always fresh looking. I mean, Joe, how fresh is that shirt? It's fresh. It's fresh. And then you got Tom Bow Tom Bow Scoop here, Ian. I mean, he's looking pretty saucy, or as mm. they like to call it, the Versace t shirt. Yeah. I mean, look at this guy. He's just a sexy beast with that t shirt. Mm. And of course, I've got the amazing NES shirt here. So, guys, to get this great apparel, visit thebakedboysclub.com, use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD, and you'll save 15% off your order. So, not only can you get baked, but we're going to save you some money so you can continue to get baked. So, visit thebakedboysclub.com, bakedboysclub.com, use the code SUCKMYBALLSPOD. Baked Boys, not just a brand, not just a brand, it's not just a brand, it's, it's a, a lifestyle. lifestyle. That's right, guys. You can visit thebakeboysclub.com. Baked Boys Club, not just a brand. It's a lifestyle. Use our code SUCKMYBALLSPOD. You'll save 15% off your order. Now, on for the second week in a row, I guess second or third, basically within the last, let's say, from season four on, we haven't had a lot of Kenny episodes, and Kenny didn't have a lot of lines in this episode. So what did Goody say? He just said, you've got pubes. And then later on, he said, oh, please. So that's what Kenny said. Now, you were about to say something before we, we came back in while we were going, we were waiting for the sponsored uh, commercial to play. Scoop, you said that you didn't like this specific episode for Kenny because you didn't like how he died. Yeah, I thought that they could have a little bit more of our uh, versatility with them and his plots with Scott Tenderman. Cartman's t- and, and tenement. like I, I, I don't know. They could have had a little bit more fun instead of just like you know offing him just by laughing, you know. Yeah, it was almost like they they were like, oh, we got to figure out a way to kill Kenny in this episode, and oh, how we can do it? Oh, we can have him die from laughter. We haven't done that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, Joe, why don't you read some of that trivia for us, buddy? Yep, can do. Uh, when Mr. Tennerman yells at Jimbo and Ned as they were watching Mrs. Tennerman undress and warns them that he knows who they are and will call the police, several other men come out of the bushes and run off. Among them are Sergeant Yates, Stuart McCormick, which I obviously didn't recognize, Richard Tweek, Gerald Broflovsky, and Randy Marsh, all wearing masks in order to avoid being recognized. I think that uh, Stuart is in the glasses, the big glasses, and then Randy's in the clown outfit, I believe. Okay. That's okay. where the masks were in this episode. Got you. That's why I didn't recognize yeah. Stuart then. Um. Cartman and Ned sing the song Creep by Radiohead when they are in the bush outside the Tenement's house as we played in the soundbite. What the hell am I doing here? What the hell am I doing here? In episode 201, it is revealed that Cartman's biological father is Mr. Tenorman, meaning that he fed his father to his half-brother. 
right. We'll talk about that way down the line. That's season 14. Yeah, yeah. That's like two years from now. God. In the season six episode, The Return of the Fellowship of the Ring to the Two Towers, Scott Turnerman can be seen in the group of sixth graders plotting to take the porno backdoor sluts nine. It's precious, my precious. Yeah, man. Despite that Cartman seems to think that he and Kenny are best friends and Kenny dies and best friends forever, Kenny still found the pube boy video funnier than anyone else since he died laughing and was still laughing as a ghost. <laughs> I mean, you could be someone's best friend and still admit when something is funny as hell. Oh, hell yeah. I, I mean, the next big one that's hysterical is during Osimo with fucking Kevin. Come on and touch my body. Come on, Justin, touch my body. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're a little. A little. Okay. The animation in this episode looks slightly better and smoother than episodes from previous seasons. This is due to the fact that the animators switched from Power Animator Power Animator to Maya right before this season. Another change for this season was Adam Barry being replaced by Scott Nicoli of Mad City Productions as the producer of original music on the show. So and yeah, I think we had uh, pointed that out in another episode, too, that this was that that was the last one on Power Animator. And this was going to be the first on Maya. Uh, Cartman says, looks like I'm the first one to reach manhood after all, possibly referencing. Are you there, God? It's me, Jesus, where Cartman thought he got his period and similar and similarly thought that he had reached manhood. This is also, like you said last week, an allusion to the Blaintology episode. Right. And I don't even have my pubes yet. Right. Um when Mr. Tennerman looks to see everyone behind the bushes, he sounds exactly like Officer Bar Brady. However, later in the episode, he sounds more like Randy. Eric Cartman's truly evil and excessive actions in this episode, not to mention the chili switcheroo at the end, are inspired in part by the equally incomprehensible, violent, and evil behavior of Shakespeare's Titus and Andronicus. Yep. During the showing of Pew Boy, wait, which one is Titus Andronicus from? I'm going to have to check that later. During the showing of Pube Boy, a man can be seen wearing a scuzzle butt shirt. That's right. Sketch it, bit. This episode aired in place of Goth Kids 3 Dawn of the Posers on October 16th, 2013, due to a power outage at the South Park Studios. Also, during the episode airing, there was a live tweet event on the South Park Studios Twitter page. It was the only, it was the only week they've ever missed because of that. Yeah. It, to achieve the looks of the pubes, the creators scanned in real hair. It does look like real hair. <laughs> it, it, it does. <laughs> Scott's hair is red, although his pubes are black so that they would show against Cartman's jacket. Well, that's interesting. Okay. That makes a lot of sense, too. Um, and it's one of those things that you don't really think about unless it's pointed out. Although this episode aired 
in 2001, Mr. and Mrs. Tenorman's graves in the death of Eric Hartman say they died in 2003. This is due to South Park's floating timeline wherein dates are fluid as the characters do not age over time. Right. All right. And then we got some references to pop culture here. So while posing as an IRS agent, Cartman went under the name Chris, Chris Christopherson, which I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was great. So he knocks on Scott's door. Hello, Chris, Scott. I'm Chris Christopherson from the IRS. Uh, but it's also the name of an American musician and actor. Um, Cartman's speech to the other students trying to convince them to join his plan is modeled on William Wallace's pre-battle speech to his warriors in the film Braveheart. Carmen's plan to make the Mr. and Mrs. Tenderman chili and feed it to Scott is reminiscent of the revenge taken by Atreus on his brother Thestus in Greek mythology and revenge taken by Titus Androdigus in the Shakespeare play. Uh, Cartman says to Scott Tenderman, ha ha, Sherrod, you are. This is, of course, a reference to the Pink Floyd song Pigs, uh, three different ones. From the album's animals and it's also the second time he's used that ha ha charade you are since uh, the wild wild west with shelly ha ha charade you are ha ha um the episode ends with cartman in uh, sorry imitate the episode ends with cartman imitating porky pig in homage to the old looney tunes cartoons and the scene where scott eats the mr and mrs tenderman chili is similar to a scene in the manga slash movie so i don't butcher this shoujo subaki where the protagonist, Midori, eats a, eats soup and later discovers that it was made of her dogs who were killed by Kanuban. That's fucking dark there in the manga. Yeah, it is. And then just to finish up here with some continuity, in this episode, it uh, was aired shortly after... I'm sorry, in the episodes that were aired shortly after Scott Tannerman must die, particularly the very next one, Terrence and Philip Behind the Blow, they actually will reference this. And I don't need to ruin the line. We'll get to it next week. Uh, during an early confrontation at Scott's house, Cartman claims that his grandmother is close to death and needs $16.12 for an operation. Of course, two weeks later, his grandma actually does die and he gets Cartman land, which we'll get to there later. <laughs> Some of Cartman's hate for gingers also may come from this episode. May step, step from this episode. And that is your trivia, your pop culture, and your continuity and let's wrap this up here because I know he's a little bit short on time. Scoop, why don't you tell us your top likes? Why don't you start us off and tell us? So, um, Cartman really starting to develop his dark side and evil side in this episode. We really get a glimpse into how deep and how what he will, the lengths that he'll go through to, you know, satisfy either his need for revenge or whether it be, you know, to humiliate somebody else or what have you. Because there's, you know, later on they're like, they let Cartman do his thing against somebody or, you know, and they try to, they try to get Cartman to get print PC principal and they let Cartman get a couple other people. So it's, this is just like a, this is a really cool. Wow. This is where it kind of starts. Scott Tenderman was the nemesis. And that brings me into my second, like is uh, Scott being Cartman's first true nemesis, which is kind of cool too, because he's his half brother, which kind of plays into, you know, some mythos and stuff that you can kind of, you know, tinfoil hat into. And then Radiohead's yes. appearance in this, you know, Kansa in his ass. But didn't you read the letter? He's got Kansa in his ass. His ass, man. <laughs> uh, Joe, what's some of you? you have any top links you want to talk about? Um, 
It was pointed out in the pop culture and everything, and we both kind of touched on it. The Chris Christopherson joke is just really funny, A, because of the the whole um, just pulling up a name out of pop culture to use as your fake name. It's almost like when he's the Cartman, the sports agency or whatever with token. And they're like, okay, Abraham Lincoln, like, (laughs) you know, it's, if you have any knowledge of the zeitgeist, you know, that Chris Christopherson is an actor and musician. I think he won an Oscar. And then like, he's also a badass. He's a, bad motherfucker he's a green beret and shit he's also uh my buddy's dad so oh wow um so some of my top lights here of course carmen's lines the tears and unfathomable sadness i love that line i I use that quite frequently (laughs) oh oh let me taste your tears of unfathomable sadness uh and now i'm gonna probably use that even more uh and then of course yummy and sweet mm, yummy yummy sweet sweet uh, the l- last thing i liked was stan and kyle at the end admitting that they probably shouldn't fuck with kyle yeah you mean sorry, we shouldn't fuck with carmen yeah we probably shouldn't and, fuck and with if carmen. and if you kind of pay attention they don't necessarily full-blown piss them off you know they always kind of keep them at bay the boy yeah and another thing, you're not necessarily top blank, but I mean, we kind of talked about this over the course of us reviewing the show. This was the lead up. This was the breaking point, right? You had we've pointed out in different episodes where Cartman gets embarrassed or fucked with or made fun of, but this was the ultimate breaking point. You ripped Cartman's off. You took his sixteen dollars and twelve cents. You publicly embarrassed him. You're gonna someone's dying, and that's basically the message that Cartman sent here: is if you push me to the edge, I'm gonna fucking take you out. Um, now, yeah. Scoop, you're, you already pointed out your top dislike thing about Kenny dying from Scott's video. Anything else you yeah. dislike about this episode? No, th- that's that's the only one. That's the only dislike because I, I feel like they could have had him play a little bit more of a role. But, you know. All right. Yeah. Joe, did you have anything you didn't like about this episode? Um, Not really. Uh, nothing I don't like about it. I just um, unless it's like maybe the hype around the episode, I get that it's very important in the character development of Cartman and everything. But I don't really rank this as highly as other episodes and that might and so my dislike with the episode is like the mystique and how everyone holds it on mm-hmm. a pedestal, I guess. Interesting. Well, yes. I, I, I mean, I hold this episode on a very high pedestal. Uh, we'll get to it right now because it's my number one. I mean, if we talk about our top episodes, this is my number one favorite episode of South Park of all time. Uh, this is the reason why I continued probably to watch South Park and why Cartman became my favorite character uh, in the show. Um, the character that you love to hate. Um, because of this episode, he shows his ingenious, his manipulation tactics um and the fact that he gets away with this you know what i'm saying there is no repercussions from this episode whatsoever cartman doesn't go to jail he doesn't get grounded nobody just ever fucks with cartman like this for a while right so mm-hmm. uh to me this is my top one scoop is this in your top five yeah this is my number three there's only two episodes that i have above this and we'll come to those okay. in the coming <clears throat> in the coming little while Joe, you put no comment, though. You don't have a... This isn't in your top? It's not in... It's not even my... It's not even my favorite episode of this season. 
It, it's like my third favorite episode of this season. My favorite episode of all time is uh, still coming up in this season a little later. But it, it's just... Uh, it, it's a very kind of middle-of-the-road episode for me. I don't hate it exactly. It's and Joe has been canceled off the Suck My Balls podcast. Joe, <laughs> go fuck yourself. I'm just kidding. Hey, hey, fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Hey. But, and like... I mean, it's it's definitely top 50. It might be top 25 or something if I start thinking about it. But like when I think about my favorite episodes of South Park, this isn't one of the ones that comes up first. Now, if I think about the greatest episodes or most respected or whatever like that, then, yeah, this is one of the first I mentioned just because, like I said, I recognize that. A lot of people do enjoy it, and I know that it has a lot of uh, Cartman's character development and everything along those lines. It's just not necessarily my cup of tea. Fair point. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us for another edition of Take My Bows. I'm your host from the Steam of the Air is Clean. I'm lighting up that green, yeah, boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Sheffer. Each and every week, I host an AEW review show called Light the Fuse. Professional wrestlers, active and retired, Chris Silvio, who is the head coach at the Matt Seidel Dojo in Florida. So if you're looking for some professional wrestling training, you want it from the best, and you're in the Florida area, Florida, check out Superstars. Uh, Silvio and his uh, partner, Matt Seidel, at the Seidel Dojo. Of course, you can also check me out on Light the Fuse each and every week where I review it with Chris Silvio and Ben Hameen. Patreon.com slash TV where I edit WWE Hall of Famer 10-time tag team champion Stevie Ray's content. Coming up this week on his Patreon, which this will be next week when you hear this, but uh, we've got available right now uh, MMA and Impact Wrestling Star and Ring of Honor Star King Mo. Joining Stevie Ray, as well as it should be up available now. If you haven't watched Impact Wrestling's pay-per-view, Kenny Omega is taking on Rich Swan. Well, right before then, Stevie Ray sat down with Don Callis and Rich Swan for their face-to-face verbal debate. So check that out. That's completely free right on Stevie Ray TV's YouTube. Don't got to pay a dime. Check that out. Patreon.com slash Stevie Ray TV, twitch.tv slash Stevie Ray TV, and go to YouTube Stevie Ray TV. And we'll have more information for you as well on the coming weeks on what's going to happen with Hacker Hameen content. There's a little bit of censorship issues, but we've got some things in the works. Uh, Joe, uh, what's going on with you right now? Um, first off, you can send your hate mail to joseph.vernola at gmail.com. See pod at gmail, so we get that too. That too, yes, exactly. Um, I was just trying to have you avoid the death threats and stuff, Matt. That's well, I want to read those. That's fucking hysterical. Okay, got it, got it. So yeah, we want to read it. Like. Okay, then send it. Then send it to the podcast Gmail. Um, uh, May. Eighth is uh, May Day at the Gateway in Salt Lake City. I will be there for that May, one. May Day, May Day. Yep, that is where it comes from. That. Uh, Sorry. You can get those tickets from anyone in Devotion Championship Wrestling in the Salt Lake City area, or shoot me a message over Twitter or Facebook, and I will get you hooked up with those tickets. Um, we have May 14th 
In Denver, Colorado, Slave to the Deathmatch presents Dying Will Be the Death of Me. Oh. Is uh, the first time we're doing a uh, deathmatch show in the late spring, early summer, whatever you want to call it. That will be at the Watering Bowl. We'll have uh, some talent announced for that coming up pretty soon. Uh, And then we have May 15th. I am down in Colorado Springs for CSW, Colorado Springs Wrestling. And then June 19th, I have a tuxedo match, boys. Oh, shit. They're going to put Joe in the ring, Ian. Yes. Joe's going to wrestle. So maybe at that point, we'll both go together, Ian. That's in June. Yeah, June nineteenth. Have a tag partner, bro. Let me get in the ring with you. No, you got. You can be my personal ring announcer. Fuck yeah! You guys can both be my personal ring announcer. Oh oh, yeah, boy. Matt, you got to grow out a mustache too, because I'm growing mine back out. Already got Uh, facial hair, so maybe you should catch up, Uh, ladies. That's gonna do it for. Oh wait, that's how you always have to ask. Scoop, do you have anything parting words to say for us before we go? All right, that's going to do it, guys, for another edition of Suck My Balls. We'll be back next week for Behind the Blow, the Terrence and Phillips special. See you guys next week. Check them out.
looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Ex-Stradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 